0: Welcome to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find the Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe and please rate and review the show. A reminder of streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360 Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. I'm your host, Wayne Malou. I'm joined by producer and co-host Alex Wong. This will be the one program on the station in the next few hours that won't be talking about McCabe um, because we're talking about the Toronto Raptors who um, uh, got blown out last night by the uh, Cleveland
1: Cavaliers. Alex, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um yeah, was last night's game just a schedule loss for you or are you are you taking more from it than that?
0: No, I mean I I think I took more out of it than that. I okay. mean,
1: I, I think um obviously
0: the conditions weren't ideal. Um, but at the same time, you know, um I I'm not trying to look at schedule losses right now when the Raptors need every game. Like mm, as we I said like last that. weekend, um, you know, on Friday when the Raptors were riding the high of a Three-game win streak, (laughs) which was extended to four, by the way, against against Detroit. That's great. Um, You know, we we said, though, both games were must-win. And Mm -hmm. so I'm not really necessarily trying to hear about the scheduled uh, results in in that sense. But, um, no, I I think the Raptors just got beaten, like, front to back by the Cavaliers. Mm. And I I thought the Raptors at least did a decent job of sort of um, staying in it. Like, they weren't completely out of the game until – uh, the third quarter, but also, like, what am I really saying? Like, they, they really, um, after cutting it to four points in, in the third, um, the, the Cavs just completely dominated them, and I thought that their top four just looked so impressive, the way they're able to move in concert with each other. They're able to set up so many plays for each other. Defensively, obviously, their two guys in the, at the basket is really, really good, and the Raptors don't have a lot of three-point shooting anyway. Um, and, yeah, the result was the Raptors got blown out for the first time in what felt like almost a month. Like the Raptors have actually been very competitive. That's part of the reason why some of these losses have stung so hard is because they've actually fought really well and, and stayed on a lot of games. And the defense was strong uh, tonight or, or last night was was kind of like none of that. Um, so yeah, they they got beat. Plus Donovan Mitchell is just really nice, man.
1: Yeah, we had him. Um, we had him locked up pretty nice. I feel like the first three games. Yeah, I mean, game of, one he did have, home opener. He had like thirty something. Right, but then the next few games, you kind of you know didn't really hear much from him. But yeah. Mr. Mr. 71 points. Um, yeah, went off yesterday. That was the worst loss of the season for the Raptors, who we're saying? I feel like they've got blown out more. No, than no. That. I just mean, They haven't been blown out yeah, yeah, that yeah. much It's, it's been a while since yeah. they've had one of these, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And, and you know, with Garland and Mitchell, they just have a really nicely built team, man. They, yeah. they, they got the two guards who can create, you know, Evan Mobley. I was really impressed with Evan Mobley. Um what thought, impressive. thought he's just made some nice strides here in the second season. Got gotcha. you. Defensive presence there, you know, the offensive game is still, you know, lobs and dunks. Yeah, yeah. TBD, catch you shoot threes in the corners. I mean, look, he, but him and Jared Allen together, like that's a yeah. force, man. No, of course. Absolutely.
0: And I think that. Um, yeah, I mean, they they just played really well together. Mm-hmm. I think that that more than anything else, I think the difference in the two rosters was, um, you know, the Raptors have this like new team building philosophy of putting all these forwards together and having a lot of size and have added center to that as well. Um, But what you don't really hear is about guard play, right? The Raptors Mm. don't emphasize guard play in that same way. Like, Fred Van Leek is out for the last, like, just weekend, basically.
1: Yeah, congrats on the new baby.
0: Congrats on the new baby for Fred. Um, Very happy to see that. Um, But Fred is out, and the Raptors have, like, nobody really to turn to at the guard spot. Um, And meanwhile, you look on the other side for Cleveland, they build a very, very traditional starting five, right? Like, Darius Garland is as classic of a point guard as it really gets. He's a very, very good player. He's going to be an all-star in this league. He's he's just very, very nice in general. Right, 11 mm-hmm. assists last night, no turnovers. Donovan Mitchell is your classic shooting guard. Mm. Definitely very explosive scorer. Scores at all three levels. I thought um, the finish to the third quarter where he had the pull-up three, uh, he banked it in, but still he he made a number of pull-up threes in the course of this game. Um, he had the drive where kind of Dwayne Wade-esque, where you know mm. you euro step through the lane and then you like cup the ball. And then you sweep it over top of the head of the um, you know your defender and you avoid the charge and then you you lay it in like mm-hmm. it's just a really, really beautiful move then a super quick come off the screen, step into the mid range stop on a dime pull up like that's true three level scoring mm-hmm. right there right mm-hmm. when you have that t- type of ability to score, he's a very classic two guard. whoever they play at three is basically just three and d. And then yeah. Mobley is a you know a four and, and and Allen's a five. And and they look exactly like you know you would see if, if you read about basketball on a textbook in terms of what all, each position does. Mm-hmm. They just try to find the best guys to do at each job. Versus the Raptors it was just, it was just like, okay, <laughs> at all times we have four forwards <laughs> no. on the floor, nobody shoots the ball. So I mean it's not a surprise. We've seen us like patterns of this over the year and, and, and last year as well. But it was kind of it was fun and funny watching the two teams play because um even though the Raptors had use their style to effectively beat Cleveland style in the previous three games. Mm-hmm. In this game it felt very much like they looked like they were playing due to different sports,
1: you know, based on the strategies they were using. Yeah. No, I, I think, you know, you mentioned Garland as, as a three level scorer. How many three level scores do we have on our roster, you think? Um, you know, I, I got I'm not gonna lie to you, probably zero. <laughs> Okay. We have a
0: two and a half level score, so we have Pascal, who obviously can definitely score in the mid range, definitely score the basket.
1: Yeah, the threes um, come and go. Threes come and go. That's why yeah. I'm saying half. Right. Okay. That, yeah, we yeah. also have
0: a two and a half level score.
1: Yeah. Um. Fred is, um, uh, I mean, Fred's a two level. I feel like he shoots from three, the mid range. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think at the basket's a little bit problematic. For sure. Absolutely. So let's say two. Yeah. Um. And then we have Gary, who scores
0: <laughs> from three. Gary's threes. a ten level score. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, sorry to Gary, by the way, for the Raptor show curse. I'm oh, sorry, di- man. oh
1: yeah, did he fall for the curse? Oh yeah, he's he was he two two of thirteen yesterday, I think.
0: Yeah, it was a tough game for him. Okay, um, another curse. Stuffed by uh, Darius yeah. Garland as well. So but, let's
1: let's not request Jeff Down Jr. anytime soon. Then mm, yeah. I don't know, make that request, but mm. um, yeah, we just don't have that type of scoring. I think, especially shot generation. Yeah, yeah. that's that's why I asked you. you yeah, know, exactly. I, th- I think yeah. when you look at a Garland, you know Mitchell. Obviously, we talked about it. it's like Raptors are really lacking in in those like individual. Scores. Here's a better question:
0: How many three level scores have the Raptors ever had in franchise history?
1: Yeah, I mean that's true. Well, are you talking like Vince Kawhi? Yeah, yeah, and that's it. That's kind of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Tamar had that one stretch where he shot threes well for two months. Yeah, Remember? Okay, that? sure. Remember when? We, remember when we hyped that up so much, and then you check the stats, and he was shooting thirty three percent. He was that one year when he was consciously shooting threes, right? And He's that like, was oh, the there's a line on the floor <laughs> for an extra point. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. All right. Yeah. Anyway. No, I'm just saying. I just want to point that out. Yeah. Because yeah, okay. I, think, I, I think it's, it, it really stuck out this weekend with, without Fred. Just, just seeing the offense struggle, right? Like, like mm-hmm. the win on Saturday against Detroit, Pascal really just had to carry them oh, on, yeah. on, on the offensive end. And that got them barely a victory mm-hmm. in Detroit, which at this point, again, at this point in the season. You know, take the wins, man, yeah, I, I really don't care. I mean, I care a little bit how it looks, but no know, that that was to like a win a,
0: that was a really gritty performance mm-hmm. um uh, and yeah, offensively, you didn't really see much, and I think that that's been the pattern here, like I didn't think offensively they showed a great showing against the pelicans if anything, it was just Jakob Pertl had every putback in the world,, mm-hmm. and that carried their fourth quarter scoring um. You know, we saw uh, it, the Detroit game was very ugly. They were, were at, I think, 95 points. I thought, I saw a stat from John Schumann online that was like the lowest, second lowest effective field goal percentage for a win this season <laughs> from any team. Raptors just be out here setting records, man. I
1: love it. Yeah, yeah. it's like...
0: You that that's such a nasty record to have of like the second lowest effective field percentage in a win I, I I'm truly j- uh, curious to see who else actually had the, the first one and mm. then last night They only scored 93 points and meanwhile like Cleveland was just sort of throwing the ball into the ocean It was so easy for them, right? And I think that what it really comes down to is just like you don't really have um, Depth in terms of that skill set obviously you miss Fred right and, and mm-hmm.
1: you have here in the notes. What's
0: Fred averaging in February?
1: Yeah, Fred's Fred's averaging over twenty two points. The seven point four assists, I think, is key too, mm-hmm. um, in terms of the playmaking, and he's making over three threes per game. And mm-hmm. you know, in the last three games without Fred, you know, the Raptors have made haven't made double digit three pointers. You know, nine of thirty one against New Orleans, seven of twenty six against Detroit, nine of twenty five from from Cleveland, and we've seen this um, we've seen this uh, you know uh, across the whole season. Like yeah. the three point shooting has just been a huge issue, and they've had to battle. To, to win these games, but especially when Fred is out, especially when, you know, guys like OG and even Gary are struggling like you just really have nothing from from the perimeter.
0: Yeah. And, and that's that goes to the team building philosophy, right? Like they haven't really stacked up on guard skills on the roster. Right. At, at some point I was watching the game and I was like, wow, like Garland is running the offense really, really well. And he's pairing so well with these bigs and essentially just spoon feeding these guys, mm-hmm. right? And I'm watching Mitchell and I'm like, this guy could score at all three levels. You gotta give him the ball, get out of the way, or he can play within the team scheme. He's able to get out and transition. He's just looking great mm-hmm. in general. And then meanwhile, the other side, the Raptors are running post-ups for Chris Boucher and pick <laughs> and roll for Jeff Dowden. And I'm just like, okay, well, this is not going to yeah. go well if that is how this game is going to be played. Um, I think specific to the, the point about the, the guard depth, I mean, look, sure. so when Fred is out of the game, Right. Um, I, the concerns that I have are sort of can the Raptors get a good shot? Can the Raptors run their offense? Um, and also, who can knock down some threes? More than anything else, that's my biggest concern. Mm. Right. And when you look at it, Fred is second on the team um, in drives per game. Right. The Raptors, so much of their offense is drive, touch the paint, kick it out, you know, mm. start the momentum and then make something happen out of that momentum. Right. Um, Fred drops the ball 14 times a game. He shoots 42% on those drives, which, you know, it doesn't sound that great, but honestly, when you look across the board, a lot of the rappers are shooting under 40% on drives, um, but still 42%. Uh, 1.5 free throws per game out of his drives. He makes those at 96%. He gets two assists per game on his drives. He has the highest assist percentage on the team in terms of off his drives, and he passes the most often out of his drives at 58% of his drives. And in, ter- in terms of turning the ball over and protecting the ball, he only turns it over on 4% of his drives. So, like, there is a really good... Um, and not just, well, I would say it's good, but it's also high volume, right? Mm-hmm. And I think for the, the volume on this in this case is very important because it's one thing if you have lots of guards in the team and Fred's driving 14 times and doing this, I'd be like, okay, well, maybe we can spread it out a little bit. When you see him out of the lineup, who's having to drive more? It's Scotty having to drive more. It's Gary having to drive more. It's Jeff Dalton getting a chance to mm-hmm. drive the ball more. And in the last uh, three games without um, Fred in the lineup, Scotty has driven the ball 39 times. He has shot five of 19 on those drives. He has no free throw attempts on those drives. He has two assists and three turnovers on those drives, right? So five of 19, no free throws, two assists, three turnovers. Yeah, not great. Um, Gary Trent, I, I like that he's driving the ball more, mm. right, as an approach. But again, the results haven't been there, and that's why the offense has been a little ugly. Um, Gary has driven the ball 15 times in those three games. He shot um, three of 11 from the field. He has one assist and one turnover. And then Jeff Doughton has driven the ball 14 times. He's actually four of nine from the field, which is decent, but he doesn't have an assist, and he has one turnover as well. So it's like Pascal's still able to play his game, and I feel like that hasn't even been impacted all that much. Mm. But at the same time, it's just like that extra slack. Who else is going to pick up those reps? That hasn't really been there for the team. And then, of course, in terms of the three-point shots, we just know that there's just not enough three-point shooting on the Raptors. like, yes, Pascal can... um, you know, increases three-point volume and he's been shooting it decently. He hit four of nine last night. Um, That's pretty good. Scotty's shooting the three a little bit more as well. You saw Nick Nurse encouraging guys OG to fire away. OG, in his case, I just think he's overall really rusty. Mm. So I'm not really holding it against him. Um, But overall, like the Raptors have made, as you mentioned, nine, seven, and nine threes. And on the season, the Raptors have only won 34% of their games making single-digit three-pointers. So, yeah, I think... It's you don't have anyone on the roster to replace Fred in terms of what he does. Um, Maybe guys can grow into that eventually, but that's probably going to be more of a long term thing. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, if you want to not have such a sharp drop off in terms of not having the guys sort of pick up some of these these added reps, you would actually need to add more depth at the position. But we've been saying this for like two years now.
1: Yeah, and that's gonna be again big question going into the the off season, right? Like, if, if you're not going to meet whatever Fred's contract demands are, like, that's a huge hole that they're going to have to plug in, especially yeah, sure. because, like you said, there just isn't anybody on the roster right now that can step into that starting point guard role or step into the role where they have Fred's skill set.
0: Yeah, and that's where I think that... um you know, there's been so much discussion on the show this year and also just in lots of online spaces about like, okay, we move on from Fred, right? Mm. I mean, if you've been anywhere online and covering and following the Raptors, you have seen this uh, as a very prevalent sort of idea. But I think it's not just you move on from him. If you want to move on from him, it's who do you replace him with? Because you can't just give him nothing else in return for him. If he walks in free agency, for example, you need to sign and trade at the minimum. Um, mm-hmm. Because of the fact that you just don't have that added level of skill sets on the roster and listen Maybe you want to build and open up that that space and you want to let the other guys step into it That's fine But I do think that then you would have to really accept a transition period where the Raptors become a team where they consistently Struggle to score 100 points mm-hmm. and what's the appetite for that?
1: Yeah, I don't think there's much of an appetite for that Um, Yeah, the other thing too for me looking at the Cavs' loss yesterday and just seeing like you mentioned the the difference in the quality of the teams is that you know the Raptors are now 14 and 25 this season against teams above 500 and with the 20 games left and as they're trying to make a push up this play-in and you know we've talked about what their schedule is looking like ahead um, this is another thing that I feel like we need to see from them that, that we just haven't seen outside of maybe like two or three games all season is them kind of playing up to the competition and, like, beating teams that are, like, ahead of them in the standings and kind of matching them. Like, it's just, um, you, you look at the West Coast trip that they're going to go on when they have to play Denver, you know, the Clippers and the Lakers and things like that. Mm. Like, you know, that's something that I think we need to see, too. Like, like as much as Jakob's addition, you know, has been great and we've seen that what he's brought to the team, like, like I think a game like yesterday really exposes and the things that we've talked about, the things that they are still missing on this roster, right? Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and you know... I guess this is part of the evaluation process, but I just I just don't feel I just don't feel so great about them here down the stretch, about their ability, given the talent on the roster and the way the roster is constructed, that they're gonna be able to compete against some of those top tier teams.
0: That's what you ultimately need to see because the goal of chasing to get to the playoffs is to then play one of these teams consistently, right? Mm-hmm. And honestly, before last night's game you would have th- thought about it as, okay, if the Raptors finish the season really strong and they get out of the playing scenario, or even if they are in the playing scenario, they, they secure one of the playoff spots and then they go into these matchups. Cleveland was probably the only team that out of the top four we are like, okay, I, maybe we can do something against them. Like maybe, mm-hmm. right? Because I think Philadelphia has improved from last year. I think Boston has been as good as last year. And also they've added more pieces and then Milwaukee is still Milwaukee. Right. right. Um, so, Cleveland was that one team where you were like, okay, we're 3-0 and against him this season. OG can really do something against Mitchell, and if he keeps him quiet the whole time and everyone else you can sort of maintain a little bit, you can be competitive in that series, right? That was the hope. Uh, and, of course, just one game doesn't necessarily dash all those hopes, mm-hmm. but that's exactly the goal, right? You want to be able to compete against some of these other teams. And I think that's where, again, it, when I look ahead to the Raptors, if they make the playoffs, and this is not a when they make the playoffs, it's a really a, a huge if, mm-hmm. if they make the playoffs, um, I'm really concerned about what their office is going to look like I think defensively that has improved I think even Yaka Polio said he played his role decently. I like that. They're giving him the ball more in the high post I like mm. that. He's occasionally looking to take it himself to the basket because um, In the Raptors offense so much of it is you, you get the ball and then you got to you know take it to the basket But right. you know, there's no no thoughts no planning No, It's a <laughs> lot a lot of It's just here you go um, You know with all due it, respect it appears that way this but, season like you know what is that offense going to look like in the playoffs when yeah. teams are double and triple teaming Pascal um, or they're, you know, blitzing Fred out of the the group and it's like, can you get enough offense or if you play those guys in single coverage, can the Raptors beat a switching type of defense consistently? Mm-hmm. I'm not totally sure about that. In addition to that, what is their late game offense going to look like? Because that's also the other part too is you can compete in the playoffs and you can stay in close and you get to the close games at the very end. Who's the guy closing those kind of huge possessions out for you, especially when the whistle changes and the physicality ramps up and the intensity and the, the familiarity of the reps? That's where I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm pretty concerned. But of course, right now, the bigger concern is just like, okay, how do they win more of these games in the regular season to even get there? Because that's the direction they've chosen. They brought Acapulco into this group. They want to see how this sort of new piece sort of brings them together. I think there's been strong results on that front. Early on, but at the same time, we're talking about strong results against like Detroit twice and
1: New Orleans. Mm -hmm. Without Zion. Yeah. So, no, that that, that part is tough. Are Um, you worried about OG at all, watching them right now? Yeah, I mean, that was the other question I had for you is like, are there ways that the Raptors should be getting OG more involved? You know, he played 39 minutes against Detroit Mm -hmm. and had seven shots, two of seven, and 34 minutes yesterday, three of seven. And just watching the game, it just doesn't seem like... He, he's really getting the touches on offense or, or, or really getting involved. But I know on the flip side, we've talked about sometimes when, you know, OG does, you know, go into his freestyle bag and tries to tries to go and, you know, pull off his one on one moves. The results aren't great either. So, like, h- how do we how do we find this balance of getting OG, um, you know, more involved in the offense in a role that suits him? Because it seems like he just hasn't been a part of it here in the last Couple of
0: games Yeah, I hear that. I, I think, um, okay, the Pelicans game for OG, he just missed a lot of catch and shoot. Yeah, it was like one of eight from three. I'm, I'm pretty happy with OG taking a lot of those catch and shoot yeah. threes. One, um, and he's in rhythm again, and his hand is not injured. I'm, I'm pretty confident he can knock those down. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the question is sort of what can you do sort of beyond that, right? Again, there, there's like a baseline of what OG can do in terms of for scoring. He can definitely steal the ball, he could definitely play in transition. The Raptors have lots of turnover opportunities. Um, so there's, there's chances for him and then there's catch and shoot corner threes. There's like solid baseline there just between those two to play types for OG to have like probably 10 and 10 points a game, Mm -hmm. right? It's really about how to get him up to like 18, 19 points. Um, and I think he definitely can touch the ball in the post a little bit more often. I think they were looking for him yesterday. I think the Cavs actually did a pretty good job of, you know, denying and jumping some of those passes. I think that's something that easily uh, a good scouting report should include against the Toronto Raptors so that they'd like to do the quick hit ahead post entry passes. There's one play where I think in the first quarter, OG got it in the post early, kicked it back out, and I think for, uh, Pascal got a three off of that. Right. So there's there's ways that you can contribute to the offense even without necessarily taking the shot. Um, and I think the Raptors were trying to you know emphasize that point. I mean, the, the one guy I've seen consistently try to involve OG is Scotty. It's mm-hmm. very clear to me that Scotty wants to. At times, to me, it feels like force feeding OG, but like okay. he definitely looks to OG a lot, right? And even some of the turnovers, when we look through the the tape, there's at least three or four turnovers where Scotty is just trying to feed OG, and OG's not ready for it, or the opposing team reads the play and jumps the pass, stuff like that. But the intention is to get the ball to OG. What you can necessarily get out of that offense, um, I think, is, is remains to be seen. But at the same time, with Fred being out in the lineup, and it's just, as just as I described, there's so many extra possessions available who else is going to take on some of that creation um you know we've seen gary try to st- ramp up his creation that has not really looked good mm-hmm. in terms of um what the numbers have been in the last 3 games you know we have seen gary also succeed without friend of lineup to be sure. clear um but at the same time the last 3 games that we're looking at here you know he he hasn't really done that they haven't used og um as much in terms of just like we're looking to you to initiate more offense for us but the thing is also just like Okay, well, that's fine. But more than anything else well, from OG, what I really want is, like, elite defense at all times. Mm. And I understand the concept of, like, you give guys touches so that they're more engaged. Mm. But I also think that that's what you give people salaries for. Mm. And so when your number one item on the job is you play lockdown defense against the opposing stars, mm-hmm. and you watch the, the highlights of just Donovan Mitchell last night, how many of those involved OG and OB getting crossed up by Mitchell who was able to get free and get, get confidence early in the game, maintain it, and then shut the door in the third quarter. He didn't even have to play in the fourth quarter, hmm. right? So, Well, I guess, did he come back in a little bit? I'm not totally sure. But the point is, the game was over in the fourth. Hmm. Um, I need that type of, I need defense from OG more than anything else. And I think that that's where a lot of the game was lost last night, was the Raptors just could not guard Donovan Mitchell at all. And I needed OG to do better on defense on that part. So that was my bigger concern.
1: Yeah, that's my big concern for the for, for this team, too. And, like, we saw it again last night. And I think in a lot of the games early in the season, too, just, like, it just feels like on the defensive end, they just, like, go with the rope so easily. Like, it's so easy for them to turn, like, a five-point game into, like, a 20-point game. Yeah,
0: and some of that is also just bad offense when you really watch it. Like, yeah. towards the third quarter, I thought, okay, the Cavs were definitely, like, starting to pull away. Mm-hmm. And the leaders getting into double digits, and the crowd is getting into it. But then the Raptors will respond poorly by getting a bad shot. Mm. A a live ball turnover here. You know, Chris Boucher takes a three here. Mm -hmm. Or like Pascal drives in and, and, you know, tries to play for the whistle and doesn't get the whistle. And he's Mm -hmm. falling over and the Cavs are breaking. Like that is just, that's another thing we've seen from the Raptors all season is just that there's not that consistency in terms of that maturity (sighs) to execute on offense Mm -hmm. where you're able to get good shot balance and you're able to get back in transition. And so that's where a lot of those games start to balloon. Like even if you watched it last night, the Cavs got tons of runouts, like Jared Allen beating everyone down the floor for dunks. Mm-hmm. Or like Mitchell tr- being the trailer for threes, right? Like those are plays that you can avoid so much if you can have better execution offensively. And that just wasn't really there yesterday at all.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. What else from this weekend? Um, do you want to talk briefly about how funny it is the Pistons have uh Marvin Bagley and James Wiseman oh. as, as their future front court? <laughs> Yeah, that was that was. Pacific tough. Mall, David Robinson, Tim Duncan. Oh man. Actually, that's disrespect to Pacific Mall. I was mall, gonna I say, like. man. Come on, man. That's that's like a that's almost <laughs> that's Woodbine Mall almost.
0: That's that that might be Cloverdale mall. <laughs> Shout out to the West End. But um Yeah, uh the Pistons, I mean, you gotta give Bagley credit. He actually <laughs> did a great job. Yo, Bagley almost won that game.
1: Yeah, <laughs> twenty-one and eighteen. He tried to take the game winning. You know shot. what? He was what I thought Ken Birch was gonna be for really? us. Really? <laughs> oh man. He was oh. flicking shots. Oh, you were disappointed, basket, weren't you? You know? <laughs> Damn. Okay. I was like, "I'm sure Kim is enjoying <laughs> that
0: comp in San Antonio right now." Oh um, man. But yeah, the Pistons just have this history of like number two picks who are big mm. that didn't really pan out. Mm. And and they've had those two guys now. They obviously had Darko back way back when. Yeah. Which I guess they did win the championship with
1: Darko. They did, yeah. But they could have had Melo. I guess they could have had, had Melo. I think
0: I think they might have also been able to win the championship <laughs> yeah. with Melo. Just
1: just just to be clear, in the Darko role, but. um I'm checking to see if Hashim to beat ever made it on the Pistons. Yeah, they got to hit him too. They got to get... I
0: guess Beasley wasn't necessarily a big in that same way, even though he, he was a power forward in a lot
1: of his positions. Also, but, would you put Michael Beasley as that level of no, a bus? No, 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 I wouldn't, uh,
0: I wouldn't, by the way, to be clear.
1: Yeah, come on. Man. Super cool Bees. Yeah, but man, I'm looking at that Pistons team. Obviously, Cade was out. Mm, um, Jaden sure. Ivey's really nice. Um, man, they get Victor Wabayama. Like, that team's going to be a problem pretty quickly. If They're healthy, I feel. Like. I mean, that's they a might be really young, <laughs>
0: they might be the only team that has uh just more bigs than the Raptors. Man, <laughs> <laughs> where is he gonna play? No, um, no, of course. I mean, like, honestly, it's funny no, because like,
1: Byama, Cade, and Ivy, and then you got these other guys, I you mean, know, Ivy is really nice, let, but he also shot three of 14, man. No, that's fine, but, he, but he's yeah. a rookie. Like, you let Oh, him play okay, too, right. right? like, so that's my problem with the young guys. We're like, oh, yeah. we only say when they play well, and then when they play bad, they're no, a rookie. That's, like, no, that's fair. Come on, man. You're That's an adult right. when you're in the we, league. We got to be harder on them is what you're saying. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Isaiah livers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know about Isaiah livers? <laughs> man, man. Pascal dropped him. That was
0: nice. That was the play of the weekend.
1: Oh, me. yeah. yeah. When I, mean, I mean,
0: aside from Dame Lillard having 71 points. When he had him on skates. But he um, dropped him. That was a legit cross. But livers man. came back with that wild dunk too, right? Yeah. Is that on Pirtle? Yeah. But that was on Jakob Pirtle, who yeah. he, he? By the way, Jakob Pirtle is is like, he's on a lot of posters. Yeah,
1: like a lot of people well, got posters of Yaku
0: on their wall and it's
1: not because of Yak. It's because of him uh, being in sound position, you know, in I guess so. My favorite. <laughs>
2: what kind of what a way to spin what this. Co- what kind of propaganda is this? This, this
1: guy gets posted because he plays good D. <laughs> because he's sound. Because of verticality. Uh, how far are we fallen? Actually, my favorite uh-huh. was on the on the Sportsnet broadcast on Saturday yeah. against Detroit. Uh, OG had a dunk in the second quarter. Yeah. And they went to commercial break, and, like, the dunk brought the Raptors within two. And Alvin was so excited. He shouted, let's go home, baby. You (laughs) know what? In the second quarter as they're (laughs) trailing by two. You Listen, I love Alvin. Was he right or was he wrong, man? I know that's something that you say when someone has a huge dunk. But in the context of the game being in the second quarter, 40 to 38 pistons. Uh, I just had to note that down. That was my game note. Oh, it was man, a highlight from Alvin. Shouts to Alvin.
0: Yeah. Speaking of game notes, man, the game notes yesterday were starting to struggle. Like again, I I, I don't want to like. It, it's a one off. It really is a one off. The Raptors yeah. been playing better basketball of late. How and, many? Things, did you write things? Team. Did you write things? No, yesterday? I did not write things yesterday. I'm <laughs> okay. taking care of my grandma. Um, sh- shouts to her, I guess. Oh yeah. Shouts um, shout
1: to Mission Chinese. Yeah.
0: But this, these are my notes, okay? Because usually I'll take notes in terms of just like very, what happened. People in the don't know of the very ma-
1: very meticulous notes. Okay. By the
0: by the third quarter,
1: it started falling
0: apart. These are the final few notes I had. Cavs challenge Mitchell knees Yak's um, groin. um Upgraded to flagrant. Yak makes two. Uh, Gary finally gets a three to drop. Um, O'Coral corner three. Mitchell transition three. O'Coral corner three. Yak scores on a putback. Uh, Weez camp gets in late third. Pascal foul baiting. OG buzzer beating three on a broken play to end the quarter. Wheezy air airball three times two. Uh, Chris Boucher keeps jumping on every fake and Nick Nurse puts Pascal back in the game down twenty seven question mark question mark. And then I had no more notes because it was just like, this game was so over at that point. Oh, man. RIP, yeah. RIP to the Wheezy movement. That was tough. Um, Which is, I mean, players. it's not, did you want to see camp G- uh, in the game earlier
1: um, in, in,
0: in, against Detroit or against, um,
1: I mean, against the, the Cavs? I mean, to be honest, I really wasn't thinking about that, man. I feel like it's pretty. I saw a lot of people online being like, oh, oh just, Gary's just struggling. To space let's space the floor get a shooter out there. Yeah. 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 I guess so. I guess that's what you sign him for, but. Yeah. You know, I'll have to I don't say, know if Weezy's gonna be swinging games to be honest. But yeah, I, I'd be thrilled if, if he is.
0: No, I mean it, it's sort of like a shot in the dark kind of thing. It was like last year with Armani Brooks as well.
1: Um yeah. I, I think Or that one week we started Wancho this season, remember that? Oh yeah. That's <laughs> what, what was that? yeah. Was that part of a Netflix
0: agreement? You know? Um as as Gary said, oh, <laughs> uh, I'm not sure what we were doing <laughs> at, at certain points in November. You're like, you're like, but everyone was trying to figure like, it out. So what
1: happened in November?
0: <laughs> He's like, I don't know, man. He's <laughs> like, I don't know, man. How do
1: you not know an entire? Yo, month? Thad, remember oh, that
0: You know, we beat cal- we beat the Cavs with Thad and and Wancho starting one of those games, and then Scotty came off the bench, Gary came off the bench, and you know there
1: was the whole thing about like. Oh my God. Anyway, I don't want to revisit all this stuff, but yeah. So Weezy, Weezy, airball yeah. goes, and then yeah, that's why, disappointing. Why did Nick put in the starters again? They were down like thirty. Yeah, I thought I thought for sure that it was just going to be one of those wave the white
0: flag. Yeah, I don't like overnight. to be one
1: of those guys because I, I guess given the NBA now, like, you know, you can come back from like a 15-point deficit. But that game was...
0: Can you come back making just twos?
1: Because that's <laughs> what mean, the Raptors are trying I mean, to Nick's do. About, Nick's trying to find out, man. You cannot make comebacks <laughs> with twos and ones, man. Yeah. You got to hit some threes. I think as long as it's there's no game tomorrow. Actually, I've seen Nick do this on back to backs too, so never mind. Yeah, Nick just this is no. Just I mean, Nick. look, listen, I mean, look, it is sort of every <laughs> game's a must win. And he's just disgusted. But at he's the like, same I, time, it's he's like I don't want to see these guys in garbage time. Yeah, it's like wh- anything it takes to not have Malachi on the court. <laughs> what do you? What else do you have on here? Yes, Jeff propaganda. Oh, yes, Jeff propaganda. You know, Jeff. Jeff's uh, firmly in the rotation now, right? Like, did mm, you expect? Yeah. Do you expect that to be the case moving forward? I think he's proven himself. You know, he's in that little trusted circle that Nick likes to have. It's a very small circle right? when it comes to these, like, and a bench players. It reminds me of a little Justin Champagny last year mm. when he got a little bit of a run okay. there, right? Come, sure, Come in, do yeah. solid things. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Jeff. Jeff's nice on, on defense. You know, he's got... Hit a three yesterday, did he? Like, you know, he's oh, at, yeah. Yeah. And well, I, I just think he just does the right things when he's out there. I'm not trying to hype him up that much. It's, no, it's i, Jeff I agree down. you. not. Shouts to Jeff's family, but you know, yeah.
0: Um, Okay. I don't know if they're watching this show, but <laughs> that's cool that you want to support their family. Um, No, I, I think for Jeff, it's just like, I, I'm not looking for a spectacular. I'm looking for solid. I'm looking for on ball defense. I, and he's been solid. Um, he's Yeah, been solid. Well, Nick also said in the Pistons game, you know, like, I, I, I trust him against the best players. On the opposing oh, side. Oh, he gassed
1: him up already? So I was like, okay, all right. So, you know, and he, uh, Nick will but, either gas you up or just tear you down, man. There's yeah. no middle. <laughs> There's yeah, no just,
0: middle. <laughs> it's just like the React pod. Um, <laughs> but, like, yeah, I, I think, you know, Jeff has come in and, and provided you some on-ball creation. I thought, you know, running some of those pick and rolls. In mm-hmm. the first half, I thought he was actually successful. Yeah. Um, you know, he knocked down a pull-up three. Uh, I think it was a late shot clock scenario. He had to get mm-hmm. something up, but he made it. He also had a nice play where he, you know, Drove into the middle of the lane and and faded away for a little pull up jumper in the mid range. Mm. Um, But it also felt like as soon as he started scoring, the Cavs were like, oh, he can score. Okay, we'll play defense on him. And then, like, he had nothing else the rest of the way. So, but the point is, I'm just looking for solid and I'm looking for defense. And I think Jeff has consistently brought that for you. I'm not looking for any sort of like 30 point outburst or even 15 point outburst. But, you know, I think there is a role for him to play. And I think that. He's getting that chance. Like Delano's with the nine oh five. It doesn't really sound like he's gonna come back anytime soon. Mm. Um and Malachi is, you know, only coming in, in the th- in the third quarter. Right? We saw you saw Malachi yesterday. What did you think of Malachi yesterday in, in the fourth quarter? I had no notes, so
1: I need to I need someone else to consult. No, I think the ship has sailed on Malachi. Yeah, um, right. just in terms of this season and in Malachi got an extended run too, right? Like for I, all I, the honestly, talk
0: in some of these games, like even against the Pistons game, yeah. I wouldn't have minded if Malachi came in or if sure. Malachi came in against the Cavs yesterday, I don't think it would have swung anything necessarily, but it was like, if you're looking for more pick and roll play, if you're looking sure. for more shooting, you could look at a guard. Yeah. You know, but these are guard. such but again, desperate I, plays, man. I, I, I hear you. Like, I hear you. I hear
1: you. Like it's, you know, shout out to Malachi's family, but you know, like it's, oh, it's Malachi on, Flynn. Like all right. we need better options. Anyways, all right, we're gonna take a break. All right, I've been
0: your host Will, and you've been listening to the Raptor Show on the Sports Radio Network. Have you checked out Bet Rivers yet? Download the Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook app today. Get in the action this basketball season with thousands of betting options. Plus, don't forget about Bret Rivers sportsbook award-winning customer service. It's a whole new game with BetRivers Online Casino and Sportsbook. Must be 19+. Available in Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connext Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge.
2: Discussing the biggest stories that matter to Toronto sports fans. The Fan Morning Show with Alish Forfar and Justin Cuthbert. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Welcome back to... The Raptor Show on the Sports Radio Network. I'm your host, We and continue to be joined by producer and co-host Alex Wong. How was your weekend, man, before we get into the, the around-the-league topics?
1: Yeah, it was good. You know, I went to uh, check out uh, Peach's Sports Bar in Parkdale with our friend Lauren Mitchell. Oh, nice. Friend of the program. Yeah. So, also well, What did you to, watch? Uh, um, What'd you go for? I don't know, just to check out the establishment. Oh, oh some you weren't even watching food. Sports I mean, the, the, I guess the, uh, there was a Leafs game on. Right. But wasn't really watching. Was it um, the overtime win or the 5-1? It was the... Look at me watching. Uh, the yeah, what's oh, no, obviously, um, I,
0: yeah, i was been catching up with family and stuff. So my dad was was, was pressing me to give him live play-by-play of the, uh, of oh, the oh, yeah, Leafs 2-1 win in overtime. Fantastic uh, one-man effort by William Nylander to win back the the
1: puck. and Big Willie? Yeah. Yeah, your dad's a big... Um,
0: Oh, he's a big, Leafs, big fan. Leafs
1: fan, right? Is he a Kipper and Bourne guy, a Merrick guy? What do you think? He's a Justin and Ailish guy because he, oh, he wakes right, up to I the fan. Oh, that's right. With schedule, yeah. 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 Every um, morning
0: he hears Justin and Ailish and he knows it's time to go to work.
1: <laughs> this is elite oh, elevator music hours. Um, yeah, and then um went to um this spot called Chicken King in Scarborough. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It's, a, it's an establishment. I'm, I'm Yeah, okay, that's cool. Finch and Midland. Yeah. What kind of food? They literally just serve you boxes of like shredded and salted chicken. Like they just take a whole chicken and. No, like it what out. kind of what, what what nationality of cuisine? Um, I guess it's just Chinese. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, shouts to sexy beast for the recommendation. All right. Yeah. All right. Also, shouts NK to NK from Livestock.
0: shots to everybody on Friday. By the way, it, who worked in downtown Toronto on Friday? Uh, the subway shutdown was was very untimely. Oh, with the weather yeah. and everything like saw, that. If you, t- if oh you saw two goodness.
1: Asians on a Grand Theft Auto mission biking, you know, actually,
0: I was hoping that no one would see us because so this is what happened. We, we got out of work and we were going to the subway and just going home and we were hunting westbound. Um, and the subway was shut off from St. Clair through Woodbine, mm. which is a very, very long stretch. Sure. Yeah. And it was like four o'clock. Mm. Uh, which is rush hour, especially for, for, for on a Friday when people are trying to get home early. Yeah. The weather was also fairly cold. It was like minus 10 with lots of wind yeah. and had freshly snowed.
1: Yeah, streets were bad.
0: And the streets, and we we got out, we walked to the station, and we saw so many people waiting for the bus. And, of course, this is being blurred Like, it's not like you can just put in shuttle buses and everything's fine. Not for blur. not for rush hour. Like, Mm-mm. the bus wasn't moving at all. No. So I decided we should just rent bikes and just bike to St. George from the office. Yeah. And we did it. And yeah, and during that stretch, and we had to like weave in and out of traffic, <laughs> ride over some Yo, snow was... and ice. Also, all sorts of people were in and out of that lane. Um, you know, had to dodge people, had to yell at a couple cars, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was an adventure. Uh, yeah, and, and the whole time I was just thinking, like, I hope no one sees us. You know what I mean? I just hope that this is already bad enough. I just want to get to St. George, dock the bike, and hop on the subway. No, there's,
1: there's broke boys on Bloor.
0: And as soon as we got to Young Bloor, someone was like, oh, Alex and Will. I am like, dude. <laughs> no, really? Seriously? Yeah,
1: yeah, man. Was there somebody?
0: Yeah, I was like, it was so cold, too. I was wearing like no. a sock over my mouth or whatever. Like, <laughs> Yo, yeah. I was like, please don't look at me, <laughs> you man. I was just sock trying to go home.
1: <laughs> the subway's <laughs> you down. Were Mr. Socko for Yo, no reason. <laughs> honestly, man, that was a tough We made it, man. Shouts, shouts to the 41 bus. You know? Oh, yeah. It's good times um where'd you go to live, man uh just went to one of my favorite stores uh later art and style um hmm. to pick up this uh got you this little top that you've been making fun of me for because there's two little pouches i wish front. people could see this on tv but yeah. <laughs> anyways woke up today mm. just listening to hashtag this league oh
0: yeah uncut just Bad time stories with mark stein
1: catching up on some old episodes and uh you know chris haynes was recalling his experience at all star weekend and as we know we've had some dealings with chris haynes in person you know he's an a-lister you know vip type of dude and you know he shared a story about a poker uh game that he was invited to uh in salt lake city utah here's uh here's his story
2: invited me to participate in his charity poker tournament and uh, so I did, I said I would play because he said he really needed me. This So this was like two days before I had to leave for Salt Lake. And so I didn't know how to play. And that's the one thing I left off when talking to Kenny because he acted like he needed me so bad he said these big celebrities were going to be there. And I'm like, man, Kenny think I'm a celebrity. I gotta be there. So I grabbed my um, I grabbed my neighbors. This would have been Wednesday of last week. I grabbed my neighbors. They all know how to play poker. They came over. We played poker at my house from like eight p.m. to like midnight and I got pretty good I actually won the last two games so I'm feeling okay so Stein I go to Kenny's party which is a, uh slash a poker tournament I go to the table and the man that's conducting this particular table there's multiple tables but man that's pr- conducting this particular table Baron Davis is there Robin Thick is there and the guy tells me it's a ten thousand dollar buy-in I immediately turned around and went to the party instead.
1: So this was a Kenny Smith um, poker tournament. Yo, I got to go yeah. to all-star, man. <laughs> Number this, one. That sounds great. Number one, yes. You got to go to all-star one time. Yeah. yeah, Go when it's like, you know to all our listeners in Salt Lake City, you know, go when it's not. Go when it's not in There's, Salt Lake nah, City. we have listeners in Corner Brook. <laughs> we have listeners. In, what's the What's the Moose Place in, in Saskatchewan? Oh, yes,
0: oh, Corner man. Moose.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. Salt- They're not all Corner, man. a like <laughs> Corner Gas right
0: now. <laughs> the base might as well be a Corner Gas. No, but yeah. seriously though, like um,
1: that. That sounds really fun.
0: But yes. I don't know if we have any listeners in Salt Lake City. So go ahead, and Just yeah. In Salt Salt Lake City. No, like, like
1: you got to go when it's like in L.A. or something like that. You know? okay, okay, like, gotcha, like, like a well-adjusted um, situation. Mm-hmm. Um, no, shows to Salt Lake City. Um, but yeah, Kenny... So for context, Kenny Smith has a huge party like every year. Yeah, okay. So like the first time that I uh, did All-Star, I think it was in New York, you do this like meet and greet thing hmm. with the TNT guys. Like they basically let you, you know, rotate, interview them for like five, 10 minutes, get your quotes, right? Right. And, and at the end, after Kenny does interviews with every media, he hands you... A pass to his party, basically. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. like like unless like I, I guess wow, if he like okay. really doesn't like you, but he's like right. like he's a man of the people type. Got you. Because, like, there's you. a okay. lot of different parties going on. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, our friends at Clutch uh, had a party uh-huh. um, that Chris Haynes talked about. Right, right, got Where you. apparently Haynes didn't want to snitch, but he said that there were several GMs there, like, conducting business mm. um, and all these different agencies. <laughs> Why? Is Bobby getting signed to Clutch, too?
0: <laughs> like, what's happening, man?
1: The Toronto Raptors, man. Yeah, but TNT, like, Kenny's party is known as one of the, like, parties to go to. Got you, to. got you. All right. So, so Haynes obviously got the invite, but I was going to ask you, like, ten thousand okay, dollars buy. obviously
0: not, no i'm not doing ten thousand yeah. dollars what
1: if me and you 5k each
0: that's i thought <laughs> i thought it was like 500 each i'm like yeah you know i'll consider it i so, really will consider that because i love poker that much okay. but no i mean 10k is is outrageous okay. i think chris made the right move here but my thing with the club i think it was
1: also how much does chris make because i feel like he makes okay decent anyways I, uh, yeah. nobody no yeah, pocket watching yeah.
0: no, no media is really making that kind of money um that worth 10k for a buy-in is just a regular thing um, but You're on TV though Yeah so we're on TV It's different Yeah but uh, Anyway, anyway um, When he was like I got my neighbors around And we started playing poker From like 8pm And I'm like Oh yeah It's gonna be like <laughs> It's gonna be like 8am or til, something n-
1: Till midnight He's like Till midnight <laughs> I'm like what, what kind of poker is this He's man He's like I had you to know. report on a Bruce you're not, Brown's you don't play po-
0: You're not playing poker Until you play it For like <laughs> 9 hours straight And your eyes are blurry And you're yeah. eating Just random chips And you're also Putting in random chips like, Yeah And, yeah. and, and,
1: and it's is like You can't leave Uh <laughs>
0: And it's like I haven't bought in for the 10th time. Uh, <laughs> this is like you this is now leave.
1: a gated community. We're now closing the gates on the door. Yo, it's um, tough, man. What I what I see the thing is every time I play Pokemon with Ennis, mm. we start at like six or seven,
0: and I can't catch the bus <laughs> no, home, man. I got an no, Uber no, home. No, man. no,
1: you gotta you gotta to write to your family and let them know oh. you might not see them for 48, man. Um man. but yeah, 10K. So 10K is a no, is a no mm. for you. Mm. Yeah. American too? But think about the
0: like 10K though. like RMB and B or like Yen? Like, yeah, definitely. But no. Were man. they
1: were they saying this guy talking? I'm talking RMB, you talking RMB. <laughs> I'm talking RMB. I'm man. talking Neo, you talking RMB. Um, uh, yeah, how did the show go off the rails? Um yeah, because the Raptors lost. But um But think about the table though. Baron Davis, I think he was saying Robin Thick, like you could take these guys.
0: Yeah, probably. That's yeah, probably. But you're not willing to take
1: that risk. That's a big risk. It seems like you are though.
0: You you, you seem
1: itching for it, <laughs> man. I don't know. You know how on tilt I'll be though if I go to Salt Lake City and I lose 10k on the uh, first night. Yeah, but you just buy in again. I'm gonna have to hit up my friends at Brett Rivers, man. Um, oh,
0: man. you know, the, yeah. By the way, you, hearing you talk about covering All Star Weekend, was Yo. it with? Sports on Earth because I was listening to oh. your pod with Raptors moments. Shout out Raptors
1: moments. Yeah, Mr. Us, moments. Yeah, shout out some moments. Um, the uh, he he's had me but, on the pod and then he had yeah, you on yeah, the pod yeah, next. Yeah. Great. Go, episode go check them out for, on YouTube for everyone who is listening. Shared to a it. bunch of shared a bunch of insider stories. You know. Yo, that was the, the longest
0: episode I've ever heard you on, man.
1: You were on there for an hour and and, and like fifty. minutes Yeah, that was a bender and that doesn't even include the forty five minutes off air. Right, know, you talking where where author, about right. You um, told me that we chatted about it personalized. Right. You told me you looked him eye to eye and, <laughs> and,
0: and, and forehead to forehead, considering the fact that he's always going to head, man. Yeah,
1: show, show, us his so sports on earth, man. Um, but yeah, you, um, you should, you should cover all star ones. I think, okay, I yeah. think it'd be a cool experience for you. I, I, I you, agree. You're going to come back with um, three pairs of PGs to the Oh,
0: This sounds great, man. If I don't have to spend 10K for buying, This It's literally I get some just PGs.
1: all Star is getting invited to brand parties. Yeah. And hoping that they wa- they have a little gift bag for you.
0: That's it. Why else would you go to a brand party?
1: Yeah. No, but that's like but, the but actually, entire All Star. Mm,
0: what else you got in here? Playing uh,
1: tournament vibe
0: check. This is why we were buying time because. Uh, I don't know if people wanted to check I, might, these I might
1: actually want to skip that first. Oh, okay. I, I want to talk about Damian Lillard dropping 71. Got you yesterday. Got you against the Houston Rockets. Mm-hmm. Highest scoring total in a regulation game since Colby's 81. Because Donovan Mitchell 71, I believe, required uh, overtime. Right, right. I was, um, I was just going to say. Just yeah. want to read off a number of these. These are all players who have gone up against the Houston Rockets this season. Uh, Tyler Hero, 41, Devin Mm. Booker, 41, Clay Thompson, 41, and then 42 another time. Shea, 42, Trey Young, 44, Anthony Edwards, 44, Giannis, 44, LeBron, 48, John Moran, 49, Larry Markin, 49, Luca, 50, and Dame Lillard, 71. Yeah. uh, This is uh, Stephen Salas' last year on the job. I I hope so, for his sake. Honestly? Yeah. like he, he
0: He looks like the saddest coach. Yeah, Like all the coaches in the league and a lot of them are not in good condition just because of how hard you got to work and how much travel and how much stress that goes into it. Well,
1: I just think if it takes two years and you still can't teach your team how to break a full-court press, uh, it's not the the coach, it's the player. (laughs) What did Chauncey
0: do yesterday, man? Full-court press the whole game?
1: (laughs) It's not me, it's you. Like, it really is. This is tough. All against one team. Yeah, my question for you, though, is do you think someone's going to break Will Chamberlain's 100-point record soon? because it does seem like um, okay. we're,
0: we're starting to creep up.
1: Okay, hold on. Okay.
0: You just need so many possessions to get to that point. Like sure. you would need a you would need a game similar to what we saw in the weekend where the Clippers played the Kings, which by the way, awesome, awesome classic, display classic. of offense. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because I was watching that late Friday night and then I woke up and then I covered Raptors Pistons at noon. Mm. And raptors contest was 95-91, to 91, and the other game was 176-174. to 174. <laughs> Yeah, big contrast. Okay, or so 175. Not or even like
1: the that. scoring, just quality of basketball. The offensive Yeah, offensive execution. quality,
0: execution, everything like that was completely yeah. different. You need a game like that where you go into the overtime periods sure. and all that kind of stuff. You need that type of scoring. And, I mean, I think at some point, like, aren't teams just going to double-team you? Right? Like, uh, you got to figure... I mean, you, you would have thought you're that when
1: Kobe dropped 81, but... Okay, that's different. Yeah. But
0: you need, like... Somebody to hit probably 15 threes or something like
1: that. But does the double team even matter if if, if guys like Dame is is just shooting, you know, like cross half court? Or like you mentioned, you need 15 threes. Like we just saw Clay, I think, hit 12 threes again the other night, right?
0: Was that also not against Houston? I'm pretty sure (laughs)
1: it was against Houston. It was. It was. (laughs) It was. But I'm saying, though, like Dame, even if you look at this 71-point game, Dame played 39 minutes. Yep. So technically left like nine minutes on the table. He did shoot 38 times though. So, I mean, we've seen guys shoot more. I saw, I watched Kobe shoot 50 times. No, of course. Um, so
0: I think you need that kind of scenario. Like you would need so many possessions. You would need to be able to make double digit threes at the minimum. You need Mm. to get to the free throw line 20 times. Um, and you need the other team to not foul you or not not to double team you that much. Sure. You also need a close a, game, a close game so we are in the game. Yeah. You also need overtime. You just need so I don't many think things. You need overtime. Which I think... is why, again, I need more proof of <laughs> Wilt 100 points, man. Yeah. No way. You watch Everybody... a game like Dave yesterday, you're like, wow, that was amazing. You're like, someone scored 29 <laughs> more points on that. Like, what were they doing in that game where Wilt scored 100 points? No, no. And would... 100 even? Like, it's suspicious, man. <laughs> we really, it's we, not even like a random number, like 81 or 71 or
1: whatever. Like, we're talking about 100 no, on the dot. We need the full footage so we can get the 100 point game React Pod, man. Yeah, That'll I, I would love to see it, man. I want to know who the Gerald Anderson of that <laughs> game is. Man. Somebody probably had like 40 assists in that <laughs> it's game, like man. Mo Cheeks <laughs> with four points. <laughs> no, Mo Cheeks too uh, for that. Yeah. No, I, I think. No, I'm going to go ahead and say man, Will Chamberlain's record is going to fall by the year 2025. Who's going to do it?
0: You got to got pick somebody to do it. Dame is a good candidate. Like Dame is actually <sighs> yeah, a good candidate. Yeah, I mean Dame,
1: Steph Clay, I think those are the candidates.
0: But like for Clay, like how many casual shoot 3s can you really get? I know. Clay would have to hit like 30 threes to even get within the not 30
1: threes, but like 25 threes. You know what? Like I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Trey Young. I just think Trey Young's, Young. I'm just going to say Trey Young's going to randomly. Really? Yeah. Who are you going with, man? Pick your wilt. I don't, I don't think someone's going to break the hundred points record. Pick your wilt, man. Um, I think someone could break the Kobe record though. The eighty-one. I oh. think someone could do eighty-one. Yeah, but I see people talking about, like, oh, like, someone's got to get to 82. But why are we using Kobe's record as a bar, not Wilt? Because, again, Wilt this is a <laughs>
2: fantastical thing.
1: We saw Kobe Yo, do 81. I saw Kobe do 81
0: live. I think it was on the score that time. Like, yeah, I pretty, saw that
1: thing. Pretty sure was actually, it was, a Sunday. Pretty pretty sure was actually Sunday. The the first half. I was actually at a poker table. I'm sure you were already at the 10K buy-ins, man. Shout out to that. Um, Shout out to Port Perry Casino. Um, oh, man. Uh, <laughs> but, no, seriously, My though, like, um,
0: that, that we've seen. So, like, that one sees more, feels more 82 tangible. 82 is
1: not even that far from 100, man. I'm not trying to basic math here. Okay, but here
0: 82 now. is definitely closer to 71, which we've seen twice now in the last couple
1: of months. Sure. So, you think if someone gets to 82, you would consider that, like, a groundbreaking thing? Absolutely. Just, just the fact Absolutely. that they've broken Kobe. Absolutely. And maybe it'll happen against the Raptors. Yeah. Just to bring it full circle. Mm. Yeah. Anyways. I hope not, man. So, you're not, you're not picking anybody. I, I went out on a limb and picked Trey Young. Just uh, pick, a, pick a player. 82. Oh, I'll probably pick Dame. You hear a guy on the yeah, team no, who no fair. one else can even score, too. Yeah. So. By the way, Dame also said last week, um, you know, he's heard all the haters, like, making fun of him, of, like, always uh, being loyal yeah, to Portland. Yeah, we and know you like, listen to Hashtag This League. We <laughs> and he's get like, it, man. And he's like, and he's, like um, he's like, you know, uh, these guys better pray that I don't win a championship in Portland. I don't well, think anyone's listen, prayed that Dame Lewis is not going to win a championship. Dame, I'm going to be saving my prayers for other things.
0: <laughs> Yo, I think I'm good on this legit, one. Legit, man. God's busy, man. <laughs> God has other things to do. Uh,
1: oh, man. Yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, yep, that's split it. What's
0: the name, though, man? A, 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 just a phenomenal player. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's probably got to be th- in a team in the Western Conference, too, because you got to be able to play Houston <laughs> four times a year. You got more cracks at it. Anyway, that does it for us today. i mean, your host, Willu, and you'll be listening to The Raptor Show on the Sports Radio Network. Make sure you find The Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe. And please rate and review the show. A reminder: we're streaming live on Sportsnet YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360 Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. Blake Murphy, Tuesday, returns tomorrow. Yeah, excited for that we haven't had blake in a while and um yeah in the meantime thanks again to producer and co-host alex Wong. thanks to board producer derek brandale and jennifer Ronick for hopping us with the youtube stream and we'll be back tomorrow